Uh, Dylan, big news for you. Bournemouth Wolves will be one of the top three games we talk about. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a okay. storyline. Yeah, sure, yeah. Revenge is a dish best served cold. I like it. podcast sometimes may be good sometimes may be shit next podcast we are back um michael what episode is it uh 624 624 episode 624 the full crew is back in the building we got some winners uh, actually, no one lost uh, game wise, but we got some big winners because because Nick Tucker uh, hit a hit a big old parlay, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, we also have a ton to get into. Dylan wins the Grudge Bowl. Um, Chelsea look okay, look decent. Uh, Mudrick has the most Mudrick goal ever. Villa are they legit? Tottenham are they legit? Um, we're gonna get into all of it, but first things first. Every podcast that I listen to uh, has talked about Sir Bobby Charlton. I think the cool thing about being an American fan is, if I'm being completely honest, didn't know too much about him, uh, and then got to research a lot of him this week. Uh, so big time Ballon d'Or winner. I know he's a Man United guy as a city person. This is me doing some, you know, across the aisle. Uh, we should figure that out in the House of Representatives. Um, but ton of goals, uh, Ballon d'Or winner. Uh, and also, for me, as if anyone knows my biggest fears, survived a plane crash. So he's pretty much a god amongst men uh, in my eyes. But um, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys, I did listen to Men in Blazers. They mentioned this little tidbit about him. He used to take a shot of scotch before every game before he went out there. So, Nick, we'll lead off with you. We were all athletes. Some of us think we still are. Uh, what's, what's the pregame r- routine look like? Uh, I'll divulge just real quick. There was, he will be remained unnamed. There was a kid I played basketball with. We were in an away game. He could chug a beer in literally three seconds. And we're like, we don't believe you. We're at an away game in the locker room, pulls out a Heineken. This is 25 minutes before tip off and slugs it. Had to be a bottle too, right? Yeah. So he brought it to school on the bus into an away team locker room, slugged it. Absolutely slugged it. And our coach walks in five minutes later. They're putting shaving cream in the bag, this whole thing. He goes out and drops like 25 points. Like, just absolutely dimes up. So, of course, the next game's a home game. We're like, you've got to do it again. So he slugged another beer in the locker room. <laughs> you got to do it again. How do you do it? Uh, uh, he did okay, but we didn't do it after that one again. We felt like we definitely were flying too close to the sun. Uh, to build off of that before you go, we had a dude yeah. at uh, our school, same kind of situation. Um, shout out to Kendall Washington, still in jail, I think, but got to go to West V for football at one point. Basketball team, we weren't very good. He was the best player by far. Pretty sure he would get through a whole blunt before the game. Still the best player on the team. We were bad, but still the best player on the team. So um, high school stories abound in this one. Nick, pregame routine. 
Um, usually just kind of have a good meal and then I listen to some music, but I would always put, uh, it had to be right sock on first, left sec sock second. It was just this routine of things and I didn't, um, you know, putting the clothes on the same way. And, uh, if I didn't, if I was on a hitting streak or playing well, I wouldn't wash my socks. So, uh. I started my senior year with a thir- 12 or 13 game hitting streak and those things were standing straight up and Barb was not pleased when I told her she wasn't allowed to watch them. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone here, I mean, there's only two mothers that are attached to this podcast, but my mom cleaned my socks too. So uh, not very grown up men on this one, but that's fine. Michael, what about you? Um, Not really a... I don't really have like a pregame ritual like clothing wise or anything like that, but I was a closing pitcher. I was a reliever, so like the first eight innings of the game, I didn't do jack shit. So what would get me going is I just tried to find an enemy on the other team to get me motivated. <laughs> and just make fun of them the whole time. Yeah, was this like the it, water boy. Just the just <laughs> just the. I'd watch. I would you know be in the game. As soon as somebody on that team did something that I just even irked me a little bit, I just. Every reason under the sun to like that guy fucking sucks, and I just get like in my own head about it and just get fired up. Dylan, I think I was the opposite. I'm a very happy person, so uh, I would piss the people off because I would just be laughing the whole time and try and have conversations with them in lacrosse. If any of you know you laxer bros out there playing attack and the ball's on the other side, you kind of have to stand next to your defender. So I just shoot the shit with them, which would piss them off even more. And then when you would score on them, you just laugh at them. It was, I was the complete opposite. <laughs> I didn't need to get motivated. I just played. Just, just went out there. Um, as, as most of you guys know, ADHD is the enemy of routine. So uh, I didn't have anything. Um, I was kind of a spaz. Like just, I know you're not allowed to use that word anymore. Anyway. Uh, just kind of showed up. Can you spaz? Yeah. yeah, Lizzo got Lizzo got canceled on that one. Really? Was yeah. it was it because of that or because she was like harassing her dance team? I mean, someone might have been eating a, a banana out of a different orifice that we don't need to talk about because our mothers yeah. listen to this pod. But uh, she did get canceled because of that as well. Well, Look, don't Google uh, that. Don't Google that. Dead, Karen. No. <laughs> no. I like I like Michael. So I did like playing a little angry. You know, I played a lot the, angry. Whether it was the music going or like whatever it was, but yeah, I needed. I liked. I played. I loved having a little bit of anger in my heart, in my stomach when I was playing uh, I, any sport, any, any time I played a game ever. I like to think that that uh, origin story for Michael or that villain story, uh, that villain arc, was because of myself. I think there is a world where if I what didn't exist, Michael could have been just like Dylan. No, you know who, you know who taught me that. He, he'll yeah. never hear this. He'll literally Rob, never Rob hear Dibble, this. It Rob was, Dibble. Definitely it Rob was, Dibble. No, I fuck off. It was uh, the whole Nordquist family. Oh, yeah. That's it was it was that was the only thing that, that just get angry. And to your to your other point, and then we can move on from this because I think we've we've beat a dead horse here. Um, I tried to have a routine, like something, just because I thought it was like kind of a sign that you were good, that you had yeah. like something that you did every time. I couldn't remember like what I did every single time, <laughs> so I just had to be like, I gotta stop doing it. ADD runs deep in our family. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I do think, Michael, though, there were many a nights down in the basement on a little tyke's hoop where your shit was getting swatted into the crawl space. Yeah, it was that, the worst. 
that 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 made us started the anger there a little bit, you know, whatever. Just um, just because just because you would let me get like a point away from winning, and then you just never let me score again. Yeah. And then you'd beat me, and it would just well, it older, would drive me insane. Older brother stuff. Nick knows all about it. Look, uh, the one last thing I want to say. Guy seems like a really good dude, Sir Bobby Charlton. I'm gonna call out my fans here. Don't sing the fucking song. It's stupid. It's kind of dumb. He's he's not Queen Elizabeth. Lizzie in the Box is such a better song than Bobby's in a Box. They got banned. Shit. Yeah, it's pretty well, fucked I mean, up. And also the fact that I mean, outside of what even you said, he won England their only yeah World was- Cup. So like it's and also City wasn't even relevant back then. What are they upset about? So like. let's get into shut up and dribble. We'll do that now. Nick had to take it too far, as always. Uh, no, so a couple headlines we want to talk about. One, uh, Nick didn't have any clue yet a, a crush on Sophia Bush. Um, as a man this close to getting married, is do you think it's wise to be okay with infidelity? Oh no, I think it's <laughs> I think it's the worst thing you could possibly do. But ever since uh, One Tree Hill, that was always everyone's like, "What's your number one celebrity crush?" It was always Sophia Bush for me. So, uh, Sophia Bush has broken up the uh, women's soccer power couple that is Allie Krieger and um, Ashlyn Harris, whatever. Uh, Funny shit that's been going on, though, is women's soccer fans are ruthless, much like Taylor Swift fans. If you go on Ashlyn Harris's uh, Wikipedia page right now, it says Ashlyn Harris is a female soccer player that is now retired and is known for playing zero minutes in both World Cups uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, any any thoughts? Are we on either side of this one? Obviously, I think I think we're a, a pro Krieger pod at this point. Go ahead, Let Michael. me just say I have zero opinion on either of these people. Uh, any of the people involved, I will take myself out of this conversation. I just Why? I think we have to we have to throw our, our weight behind the only remaining couple on the team. Who's and and that that is, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think we throw. Our, I think we just throw our energy and positivity between between the one that think, still exists and shows that true love does still is still out there. I, I think Nick. I think that that is a, a really really positive thing to say in a positive way to close this thing out. Uh, so let's get negative real quick. Taylor <laughs> Swift and Mahomes' wife handshake. Awful. Just bad. <laughs> we're gonna piss. Thought. We're gonna piss so many people. I disagree. So oh. Dylan, come on. Dylan. Oh my god, Dylan. You're telling me it, you've never done that handshake growing up with like yeah, no that's the problem. That's the problem. Michael, Michael mentioned if, if, he goes that that handshake has every element of every standard secret handshake ever. Look, Taylor Swift. And I say it all the time. Pen to paper, fantastic. Pen to paper. You can see her, though. The one problem I guess I would have with it is you can see her saying boop, boop, boop to yep. get on rhythm, which mm-hmm. explains a lot of the Lane Bennett's dance moves we see a lot of the times. So but bad. I don't think that's the issue people have trouble with. The issue is who else was in the box, and that's what Swifties are going to be upset about. Mahomes' brother's a problem. Yeah, that's – I mean, Well, he sucks. Yeah. yeah, I know, but that's – I think it's – collateral damage that she's in the box and he's there but i think that's the bigger issue like it's it has nothing to do with like i think it's already known that she's not the best dancer so her having this handshake isn't going to be something that's throwing everyone off listen i'll i'll go after her appropriately if 
she gets in a TikTok with Jackson Mahomes. After that, it's done. It's done and over with. I don't care. She can't help who goes in that box, like especially family-wise. I'm not yeah. going to criticize her for that. That handshake is bad. Again, I, I was getting off of this. Like Taylor, Taylor Swift is a little cringe. She doesn't know how to like exist in like real life and with real people and stuff like that. And it's not her own fault. She has been a superstar from the time she performed at Alliance High School. Yeah. Like years and years and years ago. Really? Um, yep, absolutely. Uh, so I'm not, I'm just saying that I was on this trajectory up that, you know, actually she's pretty normal. And then I saw that and I was like, man, she has a lot to learn. She has a lot of years to, to make up for. It's, I don't, but like she's a newborn in football. This is well, like her third game ever watching. Like yeah. you gotta let her get it out of her. That's not though. exclusive to football handshakes. <laughs> She that handshake though does remind me of like the saying of she she looks like a baby deer, like it, it is her third football game. She does that look like Bambi. a baby deer, like like trying to figure it out. Um, on top of that though, I do think she might have a little bit more athleticism than Mahomes' wife. I think he, she was like counting her in a little bit one, two, three, four, and then going after it. Um, and one and, and two and three. Didn't she, yeah. didn't she play? Didn't she? Didn't she play collegiate soccer? Yes. So I, I could have been wrong. I could be wrong. I'm just saying, you know? I'm pretty yeah, she sure played, she played, an athlete. Yeah, she played D2 soccer for four years. All right, well, you know, I stand corrected, and that won't be the last time on this episode, probably. Last thing for me, uh, to her defense again, because I know we usually speak very highly uh, of Miss Swift on this podcast. Mm-hmm. She, Brittany Holmes is definitely more into that handshake than Taylor Swift is. Well, yeah, she needs it more. Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it, I don't think it's like a mutual, like, they're both like, oh my god, like, girlfriend, let's make a fucking handshake. No, I no. think it's kind of like, yeah, this it's, is the, this. She's, she's, Mahomes clout, she's, she's clout Mahomes, chasing big time. Brittany Mahomes has brought this up at every game, and this is the first game Taylor's like, okay. And and she said it in front of like Travis Kelsey's parents, so like yeah. Taylor kind of looks yeah. bad if she says no in front of the parents. Yeah. yeah, like Brittany's been working on this one for a minute, which actually she's brings like, so me. How to, do I ask her? <laughs> to the actual last point on this, I do have a ton more respect for T Swift than I ever did. Uh, I I don't know if it was on our pod or if I was just out to drinks. Dylan, I feel like you were there, but we were talking about who is actually the most famous person in the world, and I I live in a Beyonce house, not by choice. My wife is a a Beyonce person, and and I for sure just thought it was Beyonce. I think Taylor Swift blows Beyonce out of the water now. It's insane how how just popular she is you've offended two fan bases in one yeah you do you don't don't i would cover up everything in your room they'll definitely be able to find your address somehow if i if i cut up this pod correctly i might be able to get a third one in there and and that's when the views start coming in all right let's get into something that actually has gotten a, a good amount of clicks lately dudes of the week we're on like week eight of this great idea um i think it was michael so let's not give him any credit but that's fine uh, dudes of the week, we'll run it this way. Uh, Dylan first, I'll go second, Nick third, Michael fourth. Why do you want to go early, Michael? No, I just think you're going to take one of my guys. I doubt it. I doubt you it. You don't think so? No. Okay. No, I doubt it. Um, Dylan, lead us off. You're the big winner of the week, so lead us off. I'd like to say, you guys will be proud of me, because I feel like I've been doing a lot of trolling in this segment, and I've decided to not do that this week. So, Ooh. um... The other netto is safe. Um, <laughs> or all goalkeepers in general. So I will go with uh, Douglas Louise. Um, first off, was filthy. Second of all, if you want a trend for betting, 
He has five goals this year. It's his fourth straight goal at home. Um, so completely crushing it in front of the home fans. Uh, something to keep an eye on. Love Damn, that one. That was, that was my first one. I had him <laughs> was it really? Well. I had yeah. him as well. I strategically Damn. took him first because I figured everyone else was. <laughs> um, just, just real quick, to add to Dylan's, uh, if I'm, I'm a no-not-crier at all for any reason, I'm just not a crying person, pre-game the kid that has, like, inoperable cancer that his favorite player is Douglas Louise, and they did the whole thing. Oh, yeah. All, so close. Yeah. So close to crying. And then he you scores just, two goals, so, like, good for him. You should just do it sometimes. It Dude, I was, I was on the couch by myself because uh, Morgan and uh, her friend Kayla were getting ready for, like, Ohio State, Penn State. I'm yeah. on the couch. Or, sorry, no, it was Sunday, so it was to go to the Browns. Um, I was like, I could just do it right now. And I was like, just let it happen, and I could, I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, my my first dude of the week is actually a player for the Gotham FC, Delaney Shaheen, Sheehan, I think I said. She, we have Shaheens back home. This might be Sheehan, whatever. Uh, got the game-winning goal against the Courage. Now they're in the semifinals. So as per usual, not a regular season New York-based soccer fan. Definitely a uh, playoff New York-based soccer fan. So... Shout out to Delaney with that goal, and now they're in the semifinals. They're going to play the Portland Thorns. That's not looking that that great, but you know we'll see what happens. Shout out to Gotham FC. Uh, Nick, is yep. it Nick? Oh, is it, I thought you said me. No, you last, no. brother. Oh fuck. Uh, I'm taking Diego Delo. Thank you, you beautiful Portuguese savior that you are, <laughs> for just finding a way to keep giving us hope when we know our heart's going to get stepped on. That was an unreal curler from the top. And when I saw the stat that the assist was from Lindelof, I was like, what, what, what? Because I wouldn't be able to, I wasn't able to watch because we were out golfing. I'm like, what the hell just happened? But Diego, you stole my heart, buddy. I like that. Love it. Michael? Beautiful. Um, I'm going to go back-to-back American football picks here. Leading off, Maserati Marvin Harrison Jr. for the <laughs> Ohio State. Oh, American football. American football as in football. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, because football, well, football to maybe some listeners here means soccer. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. True, true, true. Okay. I was correct. Uh, you are. Anyway, 100, what, 62, I think, receiving yards, touchdown for the Buckeyes to seal the deal against Penn State. Don't even know what a nitty line is. No one could give me the answer. Not even Google. I can uh, give you the answer. Yeah, I don't need it. Uh, sealed the game away, as I said. And then we're going to go to professional American football. And we're going to go Miles Garrett. Would not have been close to uh, beating the Colts. Probably still shouldn't have beat the Colts, if we want to be honest. Uh, I think he had, like, two forced fumbles, a blocked punt, or a blocked kick, which was absolutely absurd. Um, and, like, two sacks or something like that. So, shout out them. Good, good Ohio football week end. Love it. Nick, back to you. Me. <laughs> I knew. I literally <laughs> knew this was gonna. You were gonna say this. For putting together an unreal, unbelievable ten-leg, ten-game parlay, <laughs> and not only just putting a bunch of money in my bank, I had many friends that were trailing with me, so I've earned myself some free beers over the next few visits with some friends. So. 
Go me. Actually, the, the fact that it is 10 legs, because I, I wasn't able to be in the group chat as much today, the fact that it was 10 legs, like you kind of should have just shouted you out yourself out three times. That would have been a better move. Me, yeah, I was, I was, I, I was going to save it for, I was going to save it for my last one, but um, Dylan took my other one, and I'm struggling to find a third one right now. So. Uh, all good. You, you'll have a couple minutes here. Um, my second pick, Tim Weah, assist in the American Italian uh, Serie Bowl. Um, they got the win one nil over Syria, uh, AC Milan. Um, so shout out to him. He's playing really, really, really well. Actually. Every American that is in Italy right now, a la just AC Milan and, and Juventus, are actually playing pretty well right now. So, shout out to, to Team USA. And I kind of feel weird. I've been shouting out U.S. men's national team players almost every week, and I've used to be kind of a hater. So, people can change. Dylan, double dip. Um, I will start off with Robert Edwards. Um, Luton got that fight in him. And I think that they should get their manager should get a shout out for ruining one of my parlays. But you know the fact that I think they they still might not win any games, but the fact that they can tie a ton of them, I don't know, makes things interesting at the bottom. So um, yeah, good for the Luton fans to kind of at least have that fight and know who they are. Big Lutes out of the relegation zone. Yeah, crazy. They're gonna tie their way to freedom. Um, my last one will be six foot seven strikers, uh, namely uh, Sasa Kolochech. We're still working on it. Um, yeah. Literally, the most he might be a better super sub than Adama because he actually can score, and maybe the most calm I've ever seen a Wolves player in front of net actually shooting the ball. It was unbelievable. So uh, Sasa, you're the best. Um, you should have probably gotten an extra fifteen minutes in that game, but thank you anyway. I, I wish that we had um, people that actually knew what they were doing, editing things, and like maybe even a staff or something. That'd be sick. That means that we're big. But I would request, by the end of this year, just a cut-up of a video of you saying his name throughout the year. Because it's going to be it, different every time. Well, I, I was going to stick to Sasa, but then I was like, you guys aren't going to know who I'm talking about, so i got to try the last name. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, my last oh, pick, it's going to... It's going to be a, a total pander pick. Shout out to Sevilla. Um, not just for tying Real Madrid, but their staff there worked very, very diligently, so much so that Vinicius Jr., who got a racist thing said to him for the four millionth time, um, he actually said thank you to the team because they dealt with the guy pretty quickly and got him out of there. So uh, a team that's fighting its way back. Sergio Ramos still kind of a jackass. Um but team that's fighting its way back, and they got good people running it. So shout out to Sevilla. And uh, I'll have to take Gary O'Neill as my dude of the week. Revenge W. Revenge game. Uh, that's got. I gotta tell you, whatever he drank after the game had to had to taste pretty damn good. So good for you, Gary. Loving what you're doing for for the Wolves right now. I, I bet it was served cold. Michael, last pick. Sorry, I was trying to find out how to pronounce this guy's last name. Um, tandem tandem pick, mainly one guy, but kind of together. Yeah. Ashley Young for Everton. Two yellow cards. Got to love to see that. I uh, don't know why he's still playing. Doesn't really do anything on the field. Uh, but two yellow cards for him, two goals for Mo Salah. Give us uh, a nice little win against our rival. 
Big time. That would have been a great transition, but I did have one more thing that I wanted to pose to you guys. It, it is funny that we do three picks. It's never really made sense to me, but we've always kind of rolled with it. I do kind of think the last round, if we did a mandatory, like, like dumbass of the week, like someone you don't like, I think. Like would, like would an nice ironic pick? No, like, you know how, like, uh, what is it, Hot 97 does Donkey of the Day or some shit like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, it's, come on, it's come on, man. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, I would have given mine to whoever's running the MLS playoffs. Why, why is 68% of these teams getting in the playoffs? Kind of makes no sense. What do you mean? Drama. That, that it's like every other American is, playoff. And that answer three, is so easy. It's three-game series. I know it's cash. It's fine, Michael. Yeah. It's not yeah. three-game series. The after the Best wild card, it certainly is. That's new. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. News. The news... Broke to the MLS guy on the pod. Uh, anyway, dudes <laughs> so of the week, true. done and dusted. Uh, that'll maybe be something we work on for the next time. Let's get in to this week's game. games. It was a big week. As in, there are some results in here that have been pretty interesting. Like I said, Dylan with a big revenge win. Our Villa for real. Chelsea and Arsenal battle it out. But first, let's get into some of the games that we can fly through. Michael, you mentioned it earlier. Liverpool 2, Everton 0. Salah with both goals in the 75th and stoppage time 90 plus 7. Ashley Young, like you said, with a red card in the first half. Uh, Liverpool with a big win in the Merseyside Derby. Brentford 3, Burnley 0. Wissa in the 25th and Buemo in the 62nd. And Godas in the 87th give Brentford all three points over Burnley. They still do not look very good. Uh, City 2. Brighton won, Alvarez in the 7th, Holland in the 19th, and then City were pretty much silenced throughout the rest of the game. Ansu Fadi got one back in the 73rd, uh, but City hold on for all three points. Newcastle 4, Palace nil, an absolute ass-kicking. Jacob Murphy in the 4th, Gordon in the 44th, Longstaff right before the end of the first half, and then Callum Wilson in the 66th give Newcastle all three points. Uh, Michael... I took the parents this weekend to Floyd's uh, before dinner, essentially. As I'm walking in, our amazing woman, who's a Newcastle fan, was walking out. And I said, big win, baby. She goes, big win, big win, and then walked out. What, <laughs> I love her. What a lady. Such a great lady. Uh, Forrest, they share points with Luton. This could have been one of the games we spend more time with just because it was a big comeback. But uh, uh, Chris Wood had a brace, 48th and 76th minute. And then in the 83rd minute, Ogbené... Got one back, and Adebayo got another one back to tie it up for Luton. A big point for them. Gets them out of the relegation zone. Sheffield 1, Manchester United 2. McTominay, the striker of the season for Man U in the 28th minute. Uh, McBurney tied it up on a pen in the 34th, and then DeLow in the 77th minute. Give him the win. And then today's game, Tottenham Hotspur dispatch Fulham 2-0. Son in the 36th. And then James Madison, uh, who is just fucking red hot right now in the 54th minute big Ange still battling still winning it's still working um when the covers have a little bit more of a like message in it and it's not totally uh apparent what i'm trying to do there i try to mention it on the pod the men at work i come from a land down under i don't know you guys know the song whatever i i took that cover and uh said big Ange at work on the front um, so keep your eyes out for when this comes out. You'll be able to see that. Um, guys, 
Where do you want to start? Michael, we'll start with you. Liverpool with a 2-0 win. Give us your quick hitting thoughts on top of the solid brace. Um, red card actually actually made it harder to score. I think it was pretty open for the most part. I, I do actually think 10, 10 men is just you know tough to break down in general unless you already have a lead. you got to kind of force them to come after you. Um, but I thought we actually looked really good. Uh, Everton, I know they're not very good, and I, I want them to be even worse than they are. Like, nothing else in my life would make me happier, truly. Um, but they do, XG at least, they do put up numbers sometimes. And I know it's with 10 men. I know that at that point they were trying to defend. But even when they had 11, they did not ever look like they were going to score. Um, I think Kanate got incredibly lucky not to get sent off. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I, I thought I thought it was a really good performance, and then I think, I mean, Jota started because uh, the the South American players were coming back. Um, that's another big problem. That depending on who says it, then it's actually an issue. Uh, but we can get into that maybe later. Um, yeah. Everyone I talked to this Liverpool fan this weekend kind of said the same thing uh, that as soon as the red card happened, it actually became less of a game that was exciting to watch. Um, you know, that's how Dylan Wolves beat City that way. You put 10 behind the ball and you have one guy cherry picking down the field. You know, it might be a new new theory to go after. Get um, over it. <laughs> Brentford 3, Burnley nil. I don't think Brentford's back yet. Anyone else think Brentford's back yet? No. no. Burnley just bad. I've only really yeah, watched very one good. Burnley game this year. I think I need to watch a few more because, like, are they really that bad? Like, I, I just don't know. My eyes haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know either. You know what would be interesting, and this is going to take a lot of mathematics, a lot of boy math to do this? I would love to see which games we miss the most. I feel like on what I predict, what I miss the most is Burnley this season. Like, I either pick them to win and they lose, or I pick them to lose and then they'll end up, like, tying or something. So that'll be interesting. Um, company still just doesn't, I think, have it all figured out yet, and... You know, maybe getting promoted isn't always the greatest thing. City 2-1. Look, I think Michael was giving me some stick at the end of the last pod about, like, hey, you guys better be ready for this one. In all honesty, this was the perfect game to try to get some confidence back because Deserby was not about to not come after us. Um, and I think that's what ended up happening is we opened it up in the 7th and, and the 19th with the Alvarez and Holland goal. Uh, it's good to get Holland back on the score sheet. He's definitely lacking confidence there. Um, but to be honest, there is not much else going on in that's, this game. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, you scored twice early, but like, was it just kind of like controlling the game or were you guys still trying to go for it and couldn't put anything? Uh, we are, we are criminally outside of the 18 constantly right now. I, Man. So go ahead, Dylan. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, John. <laughs> I think if there's, if there's ever a time in the short window of anyone else going to win this league, it needs to happen now because you're eventually going to figure it out, but you are the most vulnerable. And when I say that, I mean, like, it's still ridiculously hard to beat you guys, mm-hmm. but, like, this is the most vulnerable I've seen you wear the next... I don't know who your next few fixtures are, but like those teams better take advantage of it because in the next, well, Nick will screw it up. You're right. It's the 
yeah, okay. Well, after that game, <laughs> we're, 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 the re- we're the reset button. I'm just saying, it might be the get-right game, but like, if there is ever a time in the next couple weeks, I think now is the time for the other, let's say, Liverpool Arsenals who will get on, who screwed it up, like, give, should be taking advantage of it right now because you're going to end up going on your 15-game run give, in a couple weeks. Give some credit to Tottenham. You're right, sorry. And the Spurs. I forgot yeah. about the first-place team. You're right. Uh, I will say this. The... The track record of us beating United during times like this actually isn't that good. I think during times always... like what, when you are always winning? No, well, I feel like we've split every season over the past couple of years. Like we, all, you guys always get one over us. Is this wait? Is this are we away? Or is it away? Who's uh, who's hosting this week? Eh, I don't. I don't actually have that in front of me, Michael. I do. Old Trafford. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If if. Usually, you guys don't win, John, when it looks like they have no shot of winning. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And right now, that's it looks like they have at least a little bit of a shot of winning a game. Yeah. So, I would put all the money I have on City. Last thing I'll say, red cards. And, Michael, you and I have talked about this. Giving out, like, counted. candy. I just counted. Yeah, you did? Do you want to know many how red, many? Red cards this season? Yes. So far. How many? 23. That's oh. insane. Do you want to know another thing? I don't know if this is true, because I, I it I find it hard to believe that like people get multiple. There's 23 individual players. Oh, that's crazy. So no well, one's had a double. But the thing is, I don't think it's far enough in the season, like at any point for you to really like you'd had to be really fucking around the first nine games of the year because yeah. you had to get the red card, sit out, and then get another red card. But um, 23, we have uh, we have the most. As a team, we have four total. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would love to see like numbers like previous like ten seasons just to see like what kind of pace we're on right now. Yeah, Wait a minute, you feel- you've had a red card in four of your nine first games. Yep. Damn. It feels like a lot. <laughs> it is <laughs> a lot. Is a shit ton. <laughs> there's at least there's at least what uh, two and a half every week. Yeah, feels like a lot, and it's not just here. I, I feel like if I'm watching, like, Syria or I've been watching La Liga, if I flip a game on, all of a sudden someone has a red card. Like, I, I just feel like they're, they're, they're pulling it out much quicker than they used to. Um, pause. I think New, Newcastle, yeah, definitely pause. Uh, Newcastle with a 4-0 win. I, I think that, like, Palace is Palace. This, this doesn't shock any of us. If it was 1-0, it wouldn't have shocked us. I think if well, Palace got a point or one, it would shock us. But this is one, one or four is is pretty much the same. Um, Dylan, you made the comment in Dudes of the Week. Luton Town tying this one up two two. Uh, they do have a little bit of the dog in them, for sure. Like, I mean, if you're gonna ever get out of where everyone thinks you're gonna be relegated, like you have to keep fighting until the end whistle, and they have it. Like there's. In my opinion, there was no reason for them to win that game for when Forrest was up 2 nothing. And I think, if anything, it's good on you for Luton. And it's I think Nottingham Forrest needs to look themselves in the mirror because I think they were starting to feel like, hey, we got this. We're going to be mid-table and be okay. And I don't know if that – I hope that's the case. But I don't know if that is something that they should be feeling right and, now. And by Luton winning, you mean tying for sure. Yes. Which is kind of a win for them, to be honest that, with you. That is a win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, away from home, 
I think we've multiple times on this pod mentioned like it's going to be tough for them to get a point away from home. So, uh, shout to Luton. Good on them. Nick, 2-1 win over Sheffield. Now, mind you, they are a little feisty, but they're probably the worst team, if not the second worst team in, in the Premier League this season. What would you like after you, you went back and took a look at everything? Just that there was three points on the board. That's really <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, again, it's I mean, we're getting Malassia back. We're getting some guys back. So who knows? But again, it's it's going to be until we get everybody healthy, until Rashford decides to actually show up and actually play. And you know, and Hoyland's still getting his feet underneath them a little bit in in league. Um, I mean, it's it's just going to be a struggle. It's just going to be an absolute battle. So it shouldn't have been this difficult against the. Uh, the worst team in the league, but again, I think I've said it. Despite my uh, roller coaster of emotions, uh, calling for Baxter uh, the last few weeks, I think that uh, we're just gonna have to find a way to grind it out and, and win. It's gonna be a lot of this two-one, one-nothing, just heart in your throat type stuff. And the takeover stuff doesn't help. I'm not gonna go into it, but the takeover stuff doesn't help. The you're gonna say it doesn't affect you, but I mean, there's there's only so much noise you can block out. So if we can find a way by Christmas to get ourselves into the top six somehow, you know, and maybe we get everybody back healthy and get going. But yeah, I just just happy that we won. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and take the Dylan route. We won. I'm happy. I'm gonna be go lucky. It's better that way. Yeah. 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 No expectations is the best expectations right now. So. Uh, just, just real quick, we are eight red cards away from last year's total, and we are halfway to two years ago's total red cards, nine, eight, nine weeks into the season. Real-time research by Michael Whitaker. I love to see it. Uh, Nick, one more positive thing for you. Clean sheet by Onana in the run of play. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> in the run of play. Yeah, no. <laughs> Listen, man, I appreciate the positivity. You're just setting me up to crush me later. Like, But I'm going to take this moment while I can, considering I know you're just going to be a complete jerk to me later when we talk about the matchup. So, like, why would I not take your false uh, positivity right now? Because you're trying to pull a me, and it's okay. I respect it. I don't like it, but I respect it for sure. Uh, the team, Dylan, that I mentioned that we need to give more respect to, Tottenham, 2-0 win over Fulham today. Um Guys, what else do I say? I think we were, we're all on the same boat in this one too. Fulham not very good this year. Tottenham looked tough. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see who they're playing next because I, I want to see them have to play some some stiffer competition. I feel like. Well, they have Crystal Palace next, so um, yeah. <laughs> um, the Raúl Jiménez in like after the 70th minute, I'm pretty sure, and then um, Liverpool. I cannot remember his name. The winger. My God. For the place for Fulham. How Harvey Harvey no. Harvey Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson. Harry, Harry Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah, yeah. God, I couldn't remember it. Um should have had two goals. I mean Raul Jimenez, I know he hasn't scored in like thirty Premier League games. Like Years. his last thirty, which is pretty insane. Um he, he kicked it right at him, right at Vicario. But uh, it was really hard. Dude, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, good point. But <laughs> Vicario could have just not moved and it would have hit off of him, I guess. 
Um, and then Harry Wilson, like, he's taking too many touches. The, uh, Fulham could have, like, came back in that game. Uh, Tottenham didn't really put them away. But right now, I mean, it's really hard to kind of nitpick anything that they're doing bad or stuff like that. I, I agree with you, though, John. I think stiffer competition, like, consistently would be nice mm-hmm. to, to see where they actually are. Yeah. So, first off, shout out to Ange for um, being the first Premier League manager to ever get 23 points in their first nine games, too. Most, yeah. Like, yeah, most points through nine games. Um, that. And the other part is, I saw a stat that they're averaging, they're, the Spurs defense averaging, giving up one goal a game at this point. Um, do you think, I, I'm curious, like, I, I, and I, I don't think I have the answer to this, but I want to see them, to what you're saying, is against better teams to see if that can hold up. Or do we have, like, a Detroit Lions um, type of issue here, where, or even the Dolphins when they start to play these better teams if all of a sudden what we've been seeing goes away. So I, I also, like, I will tell you right now, I was thinking that they were, this was a trap game going into Crystal Palace, and after seeing what they did today, I actually think they can beat the teams they're supposed to, which is very unspursy of them. So really happy for them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think they're good. I just I don't have anything else to say yet because I just feel like we haven't seen enough. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen them play. Michael, have they played you guys? Yeah, remember it was the worst VAR decision in the history yeah, yeah, of VAR. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So I, I just got I got to see them play play a little <laughs> bit more. Um, Nick, do you want to add something? Yeah, I just I just think the the that's the general vibes around the team and the feel like they just look. Relax and different upgraded. It might be because it's still October. You know, start looking at obviously Dylan's favorite time, Boxing Day, yeah. um, and then you get into you know the the marches and the spring. We'll see how that goes. But I mean, they're they're few game. I mean, they have they have Palace, they have Chelsea, they have Wolves, they got Villa, City, West Ham. Like you know, it, it's it's not an easy run. But again, it seems like their schedule seems to be, as I scroll through it, spread out nicely, the same way Arsenal's was last year. So there doesn't, there isn't really a lot of, you know, City Liverpool's back to back. As I say that, actually, oh shit, it says April. We're in April, but it goes City, Arsenal, Liverpool. You know, that's the last month of the season, and that's just crunch time anyway. Yeah. But they do. They just look like they're loving every everything. And you don't see that out of a Spurs team, even when they're winning and they're hot under like you don't look like they're really enjoying just being there. And I, or there's always some sort of like you're waiting for the shoe to drop. And I, I don't get that feeling from this team. I think the the theme of this pod is, you know, don't worry, be happy. Uh, thanks, Dylan, for that one. But like I do think there's a little element of that. And it's not that I think Harry Kane was a bad teammate or a demand, like whatever, but you know, in the back of your mind if you have the number one England striker and the greatest Premier League goal scorer on your team, you probably feel the need to pass them the ball when maybe you shouldn't. And I think now it's just a lot more free. Um, I think if you look at it, the trade for Harry Kane for James Madison, they're they're winning right now, essentially, right? Like, that's kind of how it is. Um, one of the teams that is going to be in their next few matches, Dylan's Wolverhampton Hampton Wanderers. Um, Dylan, second half team now. What, what's going on here? Solanke scored in the 17th to give Bournemouth an early lead, but the Gary O'Neills, the fighting Gary O'Neills of Wolverhampton, uh, had a Cunha goal in the 47th minute to tie it up. And then, oh uh, shit, I'm going to have to try this name. Kaladzic. 
Kalajdzic. Zaza. Kalajdzic. Zaza. Sazra. Sasha. 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 No, there's no H. It's Sasa. With the game-winning goal in the 88th minute, Michael, to your point, Lewis Cook, 54th minute red card in this one for Bournemouth as well. Um, Dylan, look if you could play good. Yeah. Um, I was very worried for the blue jerseys. I like them. If we were going to blow it wearing them for the second time in a row, they were going to have to be excommunicado I, for the rest of I the meant, season. I meant you. You had your little jacket on. You sent us a little picture. You were feeling yourself. Like, oh, you know. I knew I had to go for a walk after that game, and when it was down one nothing, I was like, I literally have the perfect jacket for this weather, and I can't even <laughs> wear it. And Alex, Alex just goes, does anyone even know who the Wolves are? Like, I don't think they're going to care what you're wearing. I was like... Everyone will know if I wear it, so <laughs> it needed to be done. Um, and now we can get the blue jersey, potentially. That's the only part I was worried about. I needed to make sure that that was safe at all points. Um, but if we're going to talk about the game, Thomas Doyle, or Tommy Doyle, good at passing. Um, <laughs> really happy. I That's just got to throw it out there. Really happy with him. Um, he came on the second half, and I think it kind of obviously changed the game with Cunha's goal. Very happy for Cunha's to score. I think he got the monkey off his back because he was throwing his hands all over the place for not wanting the ball uh, or getting the ball. That I'm hoping this can lead to us having that third prong to finally start scoring some goals and, and doing some offense because he does a lot for us. But he was playing center back in the first half, and it was the most infuriating thing ever. He was dropping so far back. And I know ultimately that was probably some to what Gary was trying to do, but it, was, it wasn't it was fun to watch. Um, Craig Dawson is an unsung hero. Still ends up playing very, very well. Max Kilman's kind of shaky. I hope he gets back to his form that he's at. Um, Pedro Neto is going to be $150 million by the time this season's done, so I'm very excited for where that's going. Um, and ultimately, the thing that I didn't understand... Oh, the two things I didn't understand is, one, headbutting red cards when it's a love tap, pro- like, I appreciate it, and Huang is a great actor um, because it was very much a love tap, but we'll take it. And two... The game turned very much into, and Michael touched on it for Liverpool, it's tough to break down a team when you're tied. We have a six foot seven striker, and he didn't come on to the 80th minute. When we had 85% possession, and we were just crossing the ball, I wish he came on sooner, um, because I think we could have gotten two more goals out of it. But my last point, and I'll pass to you guys, and this will probably also, I'm going to bring this point up in the Arsenal-Chelsea game. What's up with goalkeepers just being a bunch of morons? Because they, the Neto with one name, um, literally down, you're down a man, have really done nothing to push the game forward. You have 10 minutes to just get a tie, and he does a quick restart, which leads to a bad pass that we end up sealing for the go-ahead goal. Saw did this, like, three times earlier this year. Like, that's the thing I don't understand. It was just... I appreciate the gift, but it's just dumb, like situational awareness for Bournemouth. If if there's one thing we've learned this season, Dylan anti quick start, anti anti quick restart by the keeper. It's stupid. Yeah, makes no sense. Makes no sense. Um, I got a couple questions for you. One, 
Tommy Doyle straight up for Matthias Nunez. You guys are winning the trade so far. 100%. He's also only going to cost $4 million at the end of the day. <laughs> You're an true. idiot. You're true, idiot. true, true, true. True, true, um, And the uh, other question I had um, totally escapes me. So great podcasting by, by myself. Nick, thanks for saving me. You got one question you said. I think I know what you wanted to ask him, so I got you. Okay. Uh, Dylan. Are you prepared to say Wolves are safe? Oh, yes. No, not until Boxing Day. <laughs> All right, so note it. Uh, Dylan on Boxing Day will make his, I, put his... He will put his flag in the ground. Wolves are safe. I will say this win makes me... like I will enjoy just watching the games more than worrying that we need every single point that we get. And... We have a three-game lead on the relegation battle right now, so that's how I'm looking at it. We're three games up. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, also, teams around you, Fulham. I think on the day you guys catch them, and, and well, you're ahead of them now, but like you can beat those guys. Uh, Brentford without Tony. You guys are even with them. Also, Forest as well. I think you're better than Everton. I think you're even with Palace as well. They're in eleventh. Um, so. I, I think early predictions on Wolves by myself was, was stupid. We can score. Like, it's something that we've been trying to unlock and we've always had the talent. And, like, it's something where we're down one nothing, and, like, even if we didn't go down 10 men, I thought we were going to get a second goal in that game anyway. So, like, yeah. I don't know. It's nice to know that we the goal goes in the net. It's just nice to see. <laughs> the ball, the ball goes in the net, Dylan. Whatever, I'm excited. All right, um, we're, we're coming for you next. I I only have one question, and it's because it it seems like it's going to be Ariola, but Ariola or company first manager to get the sack. Um, I think that that will be and Michael great transition because this was <laughs> going to be my last point. Bournemouth Burnley this weekend. I. The problem with company is I think he costs a fuckload of money. Yeah. I think there's also, as much as, and, and again, Craig, just six for six or seven for seven and getting called out in this pod. Craig did stop. mention. Maybe that's why they were losing. Yeah, could be. Um, Craig did mention that they were building this team for a coach like Iriola, but they've never gotten to see success with a coach like this, whereas... I think company has a little bit more of a runway because he won it last year. And, and they want to play his type of ball. They want to start recruiting younger players that are his type of, of ball. So I'd be shocked if it's company. Parachute funds. What'd you say? Parachute money, baby. Yeah, true, true. Um, only other thing I had, Dylan. Am I ever going to get a thank you? For Tommy Doyle? No. For the fact that, again, I'm going to bring this up every time. I told people to put their good juju behind you, and I don't think you guys have lost since. Well, now you're bringing it up, I'm not going to thank you, because the <laughs> problem is now, like, I have positive vibes at home against Newcastle this week, and now I think they're all gone. So thanks for ruining that. I hope that – I know what you're doing. It's because I said you guys will never lose a game all year, and then we beat you. So, like, touche. No worries, no worries. Uh all right, a team that I think we all think is very, very good. Aston Villa, four. West Ham, one. Also a team I think that we think is pretty decent. 
Um, Douglas Louise with a goal in the 30th minute and then hit a pen in the 51st. Michael talked about that in his Dudes of the Week. Ollie Watkins, pause, never mind. Jared Bowen gets one in the 56th. It was 2-1 Villa at that point. And then Watkins in the 74th essentially seals it. Leon Bailey in the 89th definitely seals it. A 4-1 win for Villa. Um, and again, a, a stat that would be really interesting, but I'm not going to ask anyone to do the math or look it up. Since Unai's been brought on, they have to be a top four club um, for the Premier League, uh, just point-wise, for sure. I think, there are, I think there are literally three or two. I can't. I think they're ahead of yeah. us. Um, I don't think they're ahead of City. They might be ahead of Arsenal because of the end of last year. Um, and then also like this year, they've been like outrageously good. They, there were a couple games though where we were saying that they were really good at home, and I think we had like put them. I don't know, like picked them for a game we thought they should win, or maybe like a cup game or something. And they got they lost a cup game at home to Everton. Yeah. Um. But like in the league, it seems like when they play at home, they're absolutely unstoppable. Like yeah. top two or three team. Um. Going away from home, it's a little bit different story. I was kind of hoping that they would play into West Ham's strength a little bit this game. And man, I was watching that game. West Ham could not really get any clear cut chances. They had a few here and there. Um. But yeah, they're really fucking good. And then the only other thing I I had, and then you guys maybe could jog my memory. Um, I think I have been under the impression that James Ward-Prowse was basically a free kick guy who could kind of play the midfield. He is a solid midfielder. Mm-hmm. Like he like he's a good midfielder. Um, I he played. I thought he played really well even in the loss. I think seeing him play in this game, and I should maybe have been watching him longer it is like not an england fan at all it is offensive that he did not get the call up yeah i think that's very fair i actually think it's interesting that west ham got him like i thought there would have been a bigger team going after him yeah. for sure i mean um, you play you finally put players around him and look what happens you know it's like you you can finally unlock a little bit where he doesn't have to he's doing too much or no you can't get up the ball whatever it is He's finally got a pretty good team around him, and you know he can and imagine maybe maybe he makes another move. You know, he, he put him in a put him as a squad player in a better team. You never know. Yeah, I mean, Nick, I'm not trying to. I, I I don't think you'll take offense to this. That's the type of guy that like would have looked good in a United jersey. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, because and, and he's a guy that you're getting a guy that wants to prove himself. You know, like you like he's. A good business decision, where he wouldn't cost too much and things Bill like that. You, know, at home. you look at they cities and you look at Liverpool, Arsenals, all of their home um, um, and Brighton's. You know they're finding good deals and quality players. And one one time. If you trust Ten Hag to be this develop guy that develops players, you know he's a perfect guy that can fit in. He won't be begging for time right away. You know then yeah. you can go sell McTominay and some other players, but. Your best you know, what, what, yeah, that's true. Why is he not wearing the number nine kit? Because Martial can go burn that thing in freaking the middle of Paris. But uh, you know what do we know? We're just four guys with a, with a microphone in front of us. That is quite literally all we are. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts on this one?
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I had two things. Michael, you're going to be the person I'm leaning on for this one. Next week, can, can we get a, a quick little synopsis on what's going on with Yuri Tillemans? Um, I don't think he can get in that midfield. Just can't play. I, I think he's good. I think yeah. you have Kamara. I think you have Douglas Luiz, who looks like one of the best midfielders in the league right now. And I, I don't know if McGinn is like on the wing a little bit or playing in the midfield. Him and Zaniola um, do like the, the wingy thing. So so who is their, who's their third guy? Right now, because I know like uh, Bundia, who was like going to be the talisman this year, got injured immediately. Yeah. Um, it was. Let me just take a peek here. It's somebody good. Oh, they just play a two because then Diaby and Watkins are up front together. Yep. 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 So when they play the three, like the three, like a four-three-three, three, he he might get in there. Um, but he he's not better than Luis or Kamara right now. I just looked at the last couple games. Like played a minute, I think, against Wolves. Played like has never played more than I think fifty minutes in the Premier League. So interesting. I thought out of all of the uh, the the relegated teams, we just mentioned JWP. He's a, a great pickup. I thought he was going to be the biggest one was Tillman's, but he just yeah. can't get in. Um, Nick, give us your last thing before I give my last thing. Yeah, I was just going to say two real quick. Uh, I'm glad to see JWP is still up because he is. We were talking Beckham last week. He is one uh, free kick short of tying the Premier League record, so pretty crazy. 100%. Yeah. Um, Last point I wanted to make, I think we get way too Champions League conscious on this pod, right? Like most of the teams that we're talking about, like midweek, like they got to make sure that they can get people to play the Champions League, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think those are the teams that we have focused on for the past two years too much. There's also been kind of a letdown when you're talking about teams – in Europe from England right now. Let me pose this question. There's more money in them doing well in the Premier League than in the Conference League and Europa, right? Like, that might be the answer. For sure. So, like, they just might... They might look at the Europa League like the Carabao. No, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) The Carabao can't pay for, like... That top player is like wages for a month. Yeah. The the Carabao Cup, your winnings gets you like thirty five cases of Carabao. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just like a vending machine. How how many five 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 dominoes deals does it get you? Uh not enough to have a big party, but you can have a a, a medium party for sure. Um go ahead. Sorry, because I was just interested because I was looking at Villa's team. I just want a goal-assist combination in the Prem so far. Uh, Salah has 11. He's leading it. But his uh, goal-assist uh, XG or whatever is 9.4. So he's a little bit above. Holland is at 10, uh, 8.6. Ollie Watkins, 5 goals, 5 assists. His XG plus XA, like X-assist, is 5.1 total. That is, that's crazy. That yeah. He's doubling it right now. Like his his point total or whatever, that is an absolutely crazy stat. And, like, to, for, to put it in perspective, we talked about how good James Madison has been. He's 5.9 with eight goals and assists total. Um, I was watching, and I'm going to help you out, John, because I'm going to give you something to clip. I was watching, I think it's Pitchside on YouTube with, like, the 
three guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I know all their names. I'm just not going to say them because I don't want to remember. Um, I don't think I, I think a lot of them were saying Ollie Watkins is not a top ten striker in the Prem, which I think crazy. is crazy. I think that's crazy. Yeah, way better than Marcus Rashford right now. We can damn sure say that. Yeah, Dio, sure. Diogo Jada has more goals and assists uh, in the past three years than Rashford does, and he plays like barely at all. True. Um, all right, the big I game. Could have lied. No one would know, but I didn't. <laughs> I just said true. Big yeah, game. I know. <laughs> Chelsea two, Arsenal two. Uh, Cole Palmer, a penalty goal in the fifteenth minute. Controversial penalty given. What what else is new? It's a new week. It's a it's a new controversial penalty with VAR. Um, but one nothing Chelsea. Uh, and then the most mudric goal ever, where people are now debating: Did he mean to do it? Did he not mean to do it? I, I, Definitely, you 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 got to be an idiot to think that he meant to do this. Two uh, nil Chelsea up, but then Declan Rice takes advantage of a uh, Sanchez mistake to get one back for Arsenal, and then Trossard in the 84th minute um, gets shared points here. Where I think there's a valid question: Did Chelsea lose this one by tying it? Did Arsenal win this one by tying it? And what do we think of these teams now? Like, I was ready to to jump on the Arsenal bandwagon again after they beat us last week to be like, all right, they're they're legit good again. This stunk. I don't know. Dylan, go ahead, start us off. Goalies are stupid. It was. <laughs> it was just. It was terrible goalie play. Like, I. I think yes to all of your questions. Yeah. Chelsea lost because of the circumstances. Chelsea lost the tie. Arsenal won the tie, but also kind of lost at the same time. And I think, I think ultimately, like if you're up two nothing at home, you need to seal the deal. And mm-hmm. you need it. I was sitting there being like, you know what, Poch might have actually figured this out and proved us all wrong for all the shit we had been talking about this schedule, and then he just fell right flat on their face. And I think it might be something where the young kids at Chelsea are starting to figure it out a little bit, and they just don't know how to finish off games, might be what the story is. But I I think, to me, the bigger point is Arsenal's lucky to get their point and still be in the mix right now and not drop all three points. And when does Ramsdale end up getting his job back? Because uh, I, that's that's to me where I, I don't know. Rye's not doing it in my opinion, and Sanchez doing dumb stuff too. Yeah. Michael doesn't agree clearly from his face. Listen, he the mistake was like a mistake. It wasn't the the, the worst mistake ever. Um, I think it wasn't it's the like worst mistake those, in this game. No, I, I think it's it's one of those things where like if you even kind of forget exactly where you are in the goal. Um, you're kind of just like never thinking that that is ever going to go in. So then when it does, you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, what what the hell? Uh, I think Rye has been, ever since he's got the job, I think he's been better than Ramsdale has been. Like, period. I think he's a better goalkeeper in all aspects. Um, that being said, Robert Sanchez definitely isn't. Uh, that was ridiculous. And then... I, listen, I, I'm fully aware. I've said it on this pod. John, we've all said it in, in passing at some point. We are not pro-Chelsea at all. Zero percent. Um, 
I have been incredibly consistent with VAR, though. That that handball, and, I, and Liverpool had a handball as well, that handball was, I think, where you draw the line of, like, it's too close in proximity to the person. Um, he's, like, making an athletic move. Like, he's, he's going out like this, you know, to head the ball. I... I, w- I almost wish that if it just hits your hand at any point, like, they don't even do the proximity thing just so it's, like, clear and cut always, like, it's going to be a handball. But the fact that that is still a rule, I had to sit there and think to myself, like, are we taking into consideration that he's, like, two feet away? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's it's pretty far off. And then I, I think Arsenal didn't play well at all. Uh, I think they're really lucky to get a point. But that being said, like, did you, like... It's like, did Chelsea score a real goal? Like, a penalty, obviously, you still got to score it, but, and then the Mudra goal, you're just kind of like, okay, well, you could have came out of here with, like, no goals, in, in a sense. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I love that Michael uh, did, you know, raise his hand, said, hey, by the way, I am a Chelsea hater. I always have been. I always will be. Um, did Chelsea score a real goal? <laughs> I mean, they, they scored two real goals, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think if you're, like, we're, like, offensively, we're back after you saw that performance, I think you're a little delusional. Yeah, there's a lot of deludu, deludu, dududu, whatever it is um, with that thing. Um, all right, I didn't have anything else on this. I just knew it was the biggest game. No? It's pretty yeah. boring, to be honest, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do, last thing, I know I said last thing, but here's the actual last thing. I was, uh, this was the halftime of the Ohio State-Penn State game. So in the bar, I literally pulled my phone out because I needed... Um, I had Arsenal plus a half, and I had my own like nine leg parlay that I was going for like with Nick, and I needed it to hit. Lander Tressard at the back post with that goal, I was the only person in that bar going nuts. I was I was super psyched. Everyone was like, "Oh shit, is the game back on?" Like, did they forget to put it? And I was like, "No, I'm watching Chelsea Arsenal, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Chelsea, not. Ch- Ch- Chelsea's Chelsea's back. I'll yeah. say it. Brave man. I'll yeah, say it with the, with the hope, with the hope of jinxing it, but uh, oh, okay, perfect, okay, yep. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, they're back. They're so back. <laughs> they're so back. Sleep. I love a sleeper cell. Way to go, Nick. There you go. Um, all right, match week done and dusted. Let's get into predictions. Uh, good week, bounce back week for all of us. Um, the Tuckers led the way, seven and three, both of them. Uh, Michael and I six and four. Michael still in the lead. With a 56 and 34 record, Nick and I tied for second place at 55 and 35. Dylan inching closer, 48 and 42. Again, all of us over 500, which is kind of crazy. Um, but let's get into it. Palace Tottenham. It's a London derby to lead us off. Um, it is at Palace, but I'm gonna say it. I got Big Ange. Big Ange ball is still going to win this one. A tough loss for Palace uh, this week and a good win for Tottenham, I guess. Um, Michael, who you got? Spurs, uh, I think this this has goal, more goals in it than today, though. Yeah. For both teams. I can, see that. I can see that. Dylan? Can I make a stipulation? Sure. I'm taking Spurs, but if Eze is back, I don't know if he's back next week. If he is back, I would like to change my pick to a tie. Okay. All right. I just don't know if he's going to play or not. All in favor? Why don't you yell at him when he does stuff like this? 
Because he doesn't sit there and be like, uh, how many goals did they score last week? Uh, is I, this I don't ask that. Uh, I literally ask the, the uh, person, is this person whose out? team it is if he uh, went, somebody is playing. He went, directly, he went directly to the Court of Appeals. He said, hey, I have an appeal. I want to, if this is this and that is that, and it made it easy. You just made it more convoluted. I asked a question. Nick, who you got? Uh, I got Michael kicking your ass. Oh, sorry. Um, I got Spurs. <laughs> sorry, Spurs. Yeah, my bad. Not an upset whatsoever in that <laughs> one either, Nick. Uh, Chelsea being back. Uh, they're going to host Brentford next week. Nick, since you are our uh, man on the inside on this one, who you got? I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'll take the Chelsea's. All right, Michael. Um, I think this is a Chelsea win, just because I don't think Brentford could defend yeah. uh, well enough to like hit them on the counter and actually win the game. Dylan, I'm gonna go Chelsea too. I don't know why. I, I'm I'm gonna do the 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 draw then. I'll be the asshole. Uh, Chelsea Brentford draw. Uh, Bournemouth Burnley loser goes home question mark uh, game um, Dylan who are you picking I don't know who to pick so I'm going to take a tie <laughs> it's good. I'll be honest good. I haven't watched enough Burnley like I said so I really don't know good good mathematics there Nick uh, I'm going to go with Brentford or, uh, Bournemouth sorry 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 sorry. Brentford not in the game other two other B teams that'd um, be a hell of a pick yeah I got Burnley um, just because I got a back company and sorry, Craig. Michael? How dare you? You've never met Vincent Company. You don't know him personally. And you're going against our guy. I Listen, know. this is this is the thing. We brought him up this game, uh, or this podcast. I'm going Bournemouth. If they don't win this one, we don't bring we don't bring Craig up until they win. Because I think it might be a little bit bad luck. But I got Bournemouth. True. All right. Arsenal's hosting Sheffield United. Um are we just Arsenal? Yes. Yep. Arsenal. Uh, Wolves, Newcastle. Dylan? Newcastle, but I'm optimistic. Love it. <laughs> Nick? Newcastle, and I'm realistic. Okay. I'm Newcastle, and I'm also realistic. Michael? <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> I love that. Uh, West Ham hosting Everton. Michael, who you got? Uh, West Ham, bounce back game. They're way better than Everton. Nick? Uh, draw. Oh. Elaborate, maybe? What the fuck Just is a, wrong a, with you? A smidge? Uh, I'm trying to win, so I need to separate myself <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I never understand this thought process. I think Dylan says this, too. I want to be different so that I can win. Like, a bad pick's a bad pick. I don't think yeah. so. I, I think Everton has weird ways and weird games of showing up all of a sudden. Okay. And I think this is one of those venues you can go to that isn't an intimidating venue. Hey. And it's not. And I think that Sean Dyche always finds, hey, you can take a little confidence out of the Liverpool game because it's essentially a one nothing game, you know, a late penalty. Yeah. Why, why would they not be able penalty to go? Penalty was the first uh, one. Yeah. All right, anyway. Well, whatever. Whatever. Fine. O- only one of the four Stooges on this pod hit a 10-leg parlay, so who are we to question? I got West Ham. Dylan, who you got? Give me the bubbles. Love it. Aston Villa, Luton. We all got Villa. Yeah. I right. buy 50. <laughs> Brighton, <laughs> Brighton, Fulham. Talk about a bounce back game. I think Brighton takes this one. Michael? Uh, yeah. I, I Again, I just don't think Fulham's that good. Dylan. Can't score. Brian. Nick? 
Bounce back to Brighton. Did you say Brian? Brighton. <laughs> Brighton. Uh, Liverpool, Forest, Michael. We we have we play like bottom uh, of the table teams the next couple weeks. We're gonna tie one of them. I <laughs> hope to God it's got this one at home, but I got Liverpool. I got Liverpool. Nick. Uh, the team in red. Oh, Liverpool. Yeah. yeah so go. good. Oh, <laughs> Such a good joke. It. Crushed it. <laughs> Crushed that one. Uh, Dylan, who you got? Liverpool. And then the uh, game of the week, easily here. Uh, Manchester Derby, Man United hosting Man City. Nick, I'll give you the honors. You you give your pick first. Uh, Scott McTominay will sk- score a goal, and City will win three or four one. Oh damn, that bad. I would I would have gone two one. If um, if 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 Ferran is playing. It might have a chance, but like if we're playing Johnny Evans and and Harry Maguire, like I might just walk out the window from the second floor. Your chance the game starts. Your chance is Rudy Giuliani. Zero. Okay. Oh, uh, so I was Michael, yeah, I was a little confused where that was going yeah. for a second. <laughs> Michael got Michael has City. I thought there was going to be like a uh, hair dye joke in there somewhere. Um, I think Holland gets his groove back on this one. I think City do win it. I think. Again, no matter who's back there, they're not as brawlic as some of the center backs he's been playing. So I think hopefully he can get get back on it. Dylan, who you got? Uh, I'll, I'll take City. All right. Predictions in. Dylan, before you get us out of here, give us the bet of the week or your betting corner or whatever it may be. So I've been dropping some Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> Aston Villa's at home. They've scored over four goals. In all their home games, Villa Luton over three and a half is plus one twenty-five. We will be taking that. Um, it is too early for goal scorers, but I think we all know who is scoring a goal as well, uh, Louis Douglas. So take him. Um, and then we will be taking. I screwed that up, didn't I? That's Douglas Louis. Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Louis. <laughs> you're good. I got. You. I get what you're saying, man. Um, then. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in Burnley, Bournemouth, and by that I mean exactly probably three. So we'll be taking over two and a half at minus one twenty-five, um, and then I think there will be not many goals in West Ham, Everton under two and a half at plus one ten. Love it. If, uh, All right. If I could just shout myself out again, just to pat myself on the back here, I just want to say this ten-leg parlay. I want the people to hear it. Liverpool money line over two and a half goals. City Brighton. Newcastle, money line. Morgan gives White one shot on goal. Wolves, Bournemouth, both score. Brentford, money line. Chelsea, Arsenal, over two and a half. United to win. Both teams to score, no draw. Villa and uh, whoever the hell that was. I'm blanking there. And, Spurs, uh, Spurs and West Ham Spurs and, and Spurs to uh, to win for a, a total of plus 18,000. God damn. 934, which was part of a 100% parlay boost to pay for the honeymoon suite. So let's go, baby. <laughs> Love it. Love to hear it. Um, we're going to get the pod leg back at some point here. I think we've been slacking a little bit, but we'll, we'll figure that out for, for next step. Um, Dylan, get us out of here with a joke. All right, boys. It's a scary season, so why was the skeleton always left out uh, in the soccer game? Because he had no body to, body to play with. <sighs> Cheers. So cool.
Synapta podcast. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit.